All right, and so this team's going to be built on, uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you, and when you knock us down, we're going to get up, and on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right, and we're going to stand up, and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. Yes, it is BetQL Daily. Welcome back, Joe O, Joe G. As we look ahead here to the NFL Coach of the Year market. Next hour, we'll have uh, Ryan McDonough on, our Odyssey NBA insider, talk about uh, a gigantic shift in each NBA playoff series. But, Joe, every day we've been hitting on some NFL. And coach, the Coach of the Year market, I look at it. I'm looking at some of the numbers here. They're fascinating. We just heard mm-hmm. the voice of Dan Campbell there. Who will not win. He will not. He's at 40 <laughs> to one. I think that number should be lower. Um, I'm actually, I am so intrigued by what the heck that becomes with Dan Campbell. And he's probably going to be better than we think because everyone thinks he's going to be terrible. He's not going to win though. But Joe, you look at the NFL coach of the year, last year, Stefanski, and there's been this trend of guys kind of coming out of nowhere to win this award. It's really the coach of the year is, is one of two things. It's you could take the best coaches. They're usually going to have great years. The Andy Reeds, maybe Bill Belichick, the guys that usually win a lot of games, or you could take someone on a team you think is about to take a jump because that guy's going to get a lot of credit for it. Well, I actually, I love handicapping this market and I, we did a good job last year. I was on Stefanski and Flores. So, I mean, both of them were about in that 25 to one range and it seemed like one of them was going to win throughout much of the season. Rivera got a little buzz later on in the year, but uh, not enough, not enough victories on the year for him. But uh, Joe, take a listen to this because I want to share this with the audience. Make make sure they get all of this because this is important. Not necessarily saying that we're going to hand you a winner here, but there is a process to this, what the voters are looking for in the coach of the year market. So win totals matter. They do. They do. Uh, 2020 Cleveland Browns, the win total was eight and a half. Stefanski goes 11 and five in his first year. So that's two and a half wins higher than the win total. There's actually a uh, usually a bigger gap, but with that, it's narrative. You have the Brown story. Browns had 11 wins. They might have a really good team. They're in the playoffs. That overtook everything. Stefanski deserved it. He gets the award. Uh, 2019, Harbaugh, John Harbaugh is has a win total of eight and a half with Baltimore. They go 14 and two. Above expectation, five and a half games better. 2018, Bears, Matt Nagy's first year, win total six and a half. They go 12 and four, five and a half wins again. 2017, McVay's win total is six. They go 11 and five, five wins better than the win total. You believe Jason Garrett won it in 2016? He did. He, he, he performed better than expected. They went 13 and three. Win total was high. It was at nine and a half. But Cowboys go 13 and three. Narrative takes control. Uh, Rivera, when uh, Carolina went 15 and one, their win total was eight and a half. So my suggestion here, and uh, tell me if you think I'm off base, the, the teams that have double digit win totals, all of them, high expectations to start the season, should be in the playoffs. I throw all of them out, all of them. KC, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Baltimore, LA Rams, Buffalo, Seattle, San Francisco, Indianapolis, and Cleveland, all with ten double-digit win totals. There are 10 of them. Uh, do you agree with me on throwing those out? 
I do, unless you think a special season is coming, right? Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes recently talked about going 17 and 0. That that's the one thing that could trump this right. is if an Andy Reid, let's just use him with Mahomes, they go 16 and 1 or 17 and 0, and they just blitz the NFL and like, cool, someone won 11 games, they're supposed to win seven. Andy Reid won 17. He's going to win coach of the year. But generally, I agree with you. I and mean, this has been the theme, and it's probably to continue. So when, when you kind of look through this, I have a few names here that, that kind of start to fit the bill of, of who this could be. Joe, let me let me throw one at you just to start us off. Yeah. Uh, and I think the narrative and the story and who gets the credit for it matter. I don't particularly think this team's going to be great, but they're in a division where someone has to jump up. Someone has to stand out. Their defense was good last year. If their quarterback takes even a decent leap, they sh- they could win this division and probably should. If the New York Giants win the NFC East, and get to double-digit wins. Joe Judge, who got a lot of credit last year for kind of getting that franchise back to, I guess, respectability. They've been bad for so long. Joe Judge is, is 20 to 1. Joe, I could see Joe Judge winning the NFL Coach of the Year if the Giants get to 10 or 11 wins. Now, do I think they're going to get there? No, because I think Daniel Jones thinks. But I, I do think that there's a story brewing where he's going to get the credit. If the Giants are good, Joe Judge gets the credit. How many wins is it going to take in a 17-game season? The examples that we gave, Stefanski, 11, Harbaugh, 14. We've seen 12, 13, of course, 15 with Rivera. In 17 games, isn't the minimum 12 wins? 11 came to my mind, but 11 or 12. Could the Giants get to 11 or 12? 11 and 6? I don't know that 11 and 6 is enough. And I would think the Giants can't get – I mean, the Giants aren't getting to 12 wins. I I don't think they're getting to 10 wins, but they can't – I'd be shocked if they got to 12. I but Judge fits that bill. Yeah, I'm not sure that an NFC East team can get to 12 wins, but I think you're hitting the sweet spot here because uh, the Giants' win total is seven. Also at seven, two other options. You have your Eagles, Sirianni, and we have Arthur Smith with Atlanta. Win total, seven for the Giants, Eagles, and Falcons. What do you think of those three? So the Sirianni and Smith, that they were as you went through the last five years or so, both you know those guys fit. They fit the Matt Nagy bill, six and a half, seven wins. McVay, McVay, right? The first year head coach. I think the Arthur Smith one. There's some cachet already. We we know who he is. He's mm-hmm. come from a team that's been in the playoffs. He got a lot of credit for Tannehill. Maybe he revives Matt Ryan one more time. The Sirianni one would be a shift, wouldn't it? Be a shift for the voters because. Like McVeigh came from nowhere to wow, he's this the the whiz kid. I mean, everyone thinks Nick Sirianni is a camp counselor who doesn't know what he's doing. Like he just comes <laughs> off as a goofball. But, but if they win, if they win, that's all that matters. Yeah. Right? And in the NFC East, we know it could be a jump. Anyone could you know have a, a year out of nowhere. Um, the Smith one is interesting because I I do think there's pieces in Atlanta that one of these years they're going to win games. Like one, one of these years they're going to have one of those seasons where we say, wow, Falcons won 11 games, and I do think he'll do good with the offense. Smith's interesting. This is nuts. This is kind of nuts because of his perception right now. Burrow returns. Six and a half win total. Can Zach Taylor be the coach of the year? Mike, no. No? I don't think so. I, I just, do you think they're going to be good enough in that division with the, with the Browns and the Ravens? I don't think so, but I don't believe they'll finish in last place because of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> let me give now Taylor's interesting. Uh, yeah. especially at the number 40 to one. Let me give you a name that uh, this would be another narrative shift. Cause I feel like there's been a narrative of this is not going to work. It's going to blow up and, and some stuff off the field that people haven't liked. 
Okay. We we did a division run through the last couple weeks. We talked about all these different divisions. And the one division that we agreed any any combination of things could happen, we we thought this division could be one of them. What about Urban Meyer at 25 to 1? They won one game last year. Okay? So you talking about the jump, the 5 or 6 win jump. I don't think they're getting to double digits. This would have to be a unique one. But if there isn't someone that does fit the bill that you talked about earlier, what if Urban Meyer gets the Jaguars to nine wins or eight wins and they win the division and they host a playoff game with Trevor Lawrence? Ooh, hosting a playoff game with Trevor Lawrence, all those changing pieces. Tim Tebow uh, as the third tight end. <laughs> the quarterback of the future in this league. Um, yeah, that could make some sense. But where, the example you gave was a, a win total jump of three because uh, the win total is six right now. Right. Three. So th- I mean, they won one game last year, right? Yeah. It's not the over/under. It's just can, the, the jump of one win to whatever. Can you get in at ten and seven? The Jaguars won one game last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, he, it, I, but uh, the, the win total is six. Right. So. But yeah. that. But people will look at that jump. I mean, you're right. It's it's expectation versus reality. You know, the reality was they won one. Expectations they win six and a half, and they were trying to lose. They were trying to lose, and, yeah. I, and that's part of why I think this is a sneaky decent pick i mean i i don't think the jaguars talent base especially on offense is as bad as their record last year i mean you're right they tried they played jake luton in december i mean that was as, as big of a tank as you're going to find in the nfl the urban one's interesting so like i mentioned where i'm looking at is win totals between six and a half starting with zach taylor and i'm looking at nine but i don't think the ones at nine are going to win Flores was right there last year, but now the expectation is you should probably make the playoffs. Like that was a big jump that your team made last year. Let's see you do it again. So they'd have to win maybe 13 games for Flores to get it. And I don't see it out of that team. Tomlin, I just don't believe in the team. So I'm not going to bet on them with the win total of nine. Staley is the runaway favorite everywhere you look. He's 13 to one. Uh, maybe the Chargers. If you win the AFC West with a rookie head coach, that means it was a phenomenal season. And yeah, I could see him get, winning it, but I'm not going to bet on him uh, since he's the favorite right now. Eight and a half, Minnesota there. Zimmer, no, not betting on him. What about Ron Rivera? I hate to bring it back to Washington all the time, but the, the win totals eight. He get, there was some buzz last year on him winning it. And people are, can't, oh, you've cancer. They, they bring that up and the media loves to write about stuff like that. He would be a three-time winner if he were to get it. Which would be incredible, a pretty incredible feat for his career. How about the other guy in the NFCs? What, what if the Cowboys put it together and win 12 games? Absolutely. And Absolutely. Just blow, blow the field away in the NFC. I mean, they're the one team, I think, with the ceiling, if they do put it together. Could they beat the Eagles twice and the Giants twice and Washington once or twice? They could. Yeah. So I was looking at the nine and a half win totals, and I was considering tossing them like I did the double-digit win totals, but I'm not going to. Because with Julio, what if Tennessee has a big season? Uh, what about Sean Payton without a quarterback? What if the, what if they get double digit wins? He could oh, be the coach of the yeah. year. That would be the narrative thing. You know, you know what one I looked at quickly. Then I, I I was surprised how high the odds were. How you know you're not getting much value. Matt Rule, eighteen to one, with Sam Darnold as his quarterback in that division. I'm like, wait, people, and people love Matt Rule. I think he's a good coach, but I I wouldn't touch that number. Well, what the odds really tell me, Joe, is that they don't know what to do because there are thirteen coaches under twenty to one. It's just, okay, we'll throw a few long shots out there, but for the most part, everyone is going to be between 13 to 1 and 25 to 1. 
Staley is a big, I mean, that's a, he's the favorite. So much hype around the Chargers. That's what scares me about betting on them. I mean, you and, and I and we love about, them too. Yeah. yeah I mean, Herbert win an MVP. It, it feels like all they could do now is disappoint everybody. Does that ever work? When everybody's on the same thing going no. into the season. A couple years ago, it was the Browns and the Bears. Right. Uh, the Browns did it last year. Bears, not so much. I do like this Charger team, though. I, I, I do like it. Staley. It's going to be a good coach. We'll see if he wins the award. On the other side, we got to line them up here. We're going to get ready for a big night in the NBA. Look forward here with all the injuries. And we'll chat with our guy next hour, Ryan McDonough, Odyssey NBA Insider on BeckQL Daily on the BeckQL Network.